two are back again, Karen. This is exciting. Yep, happy to be here. Yeah. Another episode of Unleashed, Unchained and Unapologetic. What a time. For leaders. For leaders. Yeah, we are um, a couple of people, really, that are obsessed with getting leaders to stand up and step up um, and really make sure that we're wanting to give you tools in order to support you to lead uh, and shift the status quo forever by taking one human step in a smarter direction. Excellent. So the bottom line of all that is it's all down to you. All down to you. Which is the good news. You, you, you. Unchained. 100% control over that. Yeah. Unchained, unleashed, unapologetic, completely the wrong around, but it all starts with you. Because it's all about you. So. All about you. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about boundaries. So I think the best first question to ask, Karen, let's what are boundaries? Okay, well, we're going to talk about workplace boundaries, but it really applies to every area of life. So a boundary is the point at which you say yes or no. It's that simple. So what do you choose to say yes to? What do you choose to say no to? And what does that mean in practice? Um, so if we take it into the workplace and ask that question, the most common thing that we find in junior people starting new jobs is they don't want to say no. They want to be seen to be keen to be saying yes sometimes not everybody but most people and where's that come from why think, well it's it, it's that it's that business about wanting to be liked yeah wanting mm. to fit in you know if you go back to being an awkward teenager most of us have been through a small awkward teenager you know period in our lives I think I can remember it um when you feel awkward you want to fit in you want to belong you want people to accept you you're more likely to say yes and if you feel rejected, you're more likely to continuously say no. So you can see that behaviour in your workplace. If you look around your workplace today, you'll see people who quite comfortably say yes to things all the time. They, they want to be liked. And then you'll see some people who are just very difficult. They, it's like everything is a no. And the bottom line is that that is a black and white. It's either a yes or mm. it's a no. And it's important to recognise that a boundary between a yes or a no is a flexible thing. But what I notice most of all is people don't realise that they need boundaries. So you see, again, people in the workplace bending over backwards to do whatever needs to be done, saying yes, even to their own detriment, to the detriment of their health, you know, and causing themselves enormous stress. Equally well, you see people making things difficult um, by saying no, rather than finding ways to work together to, to move things forwards. But the truth is that you need to be flexible. You need to understand what is going to be effective in each situation. And again, take control of your choices. You know, what are you allowing in the workplace that you don't feel great about? What are you tolerating that doesn't feel good? In both of those cases, you could be saying yes when you actually need to be saying no. And in your professional experience, obviously, um, you deal with a lot of senior C-suite clients in around the world. Do you see that lack of boundaries being a fundamental issue that causes so much burnout yeah. um, and problems within the workplace? It's just that. And is that, sorry, I'm just going to ask another thing because I'm genuinely curious. Do a lack of boundaries come from the culture of an organisation that actually punishes for people that give up boundaries, so therefore people have a sense of fear? Or is it actually coming from the individual, or is it both? Well, it is both, but what you've just said is really interesting. The belief that um, 
it's cultural that bound that places have boundaries don't have boundaries is very convenient because it stops people from actually making choices so if you believe that there's a risk to saying no you're going to be predisposed to saying yes now who believes that you do mm. so if i say no to my boss oh my goodness what will happen to me well they won't like me they you know, they might be angry with me we tend to go into a, a sort of threat state or mm. a bit of a childish state of fear um, around standing up for ourselves and saying, actually, can we talk about this some more? I'm not sure that that works. Can we discuss some other options? It's really interesting you say this because going back into my career, mm. I had an example of that um, where I actually questioned something of a senior leader mm. and they didn't speak to me for a year mm -hmm. and I was excluded. Mm -hmm. Therefore, reinforcing... Mm -hmm the cultural behavior of if you stand up and give an opinion, which let's be honest with you, is what creates excellent, whether you're right or wrong, the mm. differences create mm. a greater performance state overall, which leads to greater revenue. Um, and that then, and you you can see it with people following and being having that sense of fear and also not wanting yeah. to stand up, which then creates a very dictor, dic, dictatorial yeah. culture. Well, I think, yes, and... yeah. Notice how I did that. I didn't say no. Yes, and. Like it. <laughs> exactly. Um, yes, there is absolutely truth in what you say. The, th the, the question I would always have is what was going on with that leader that mm. had them not speak to you for a year? My instinct would be that they felt threatened. They, they felt uncomfortable and probably felt that they were being told they were doing something wrong. And this is the fascinating thing mm. about saying no or disagreeing. When you say no to somebody who disagree with them, you have to be aware that the other person may feel judged yeah. and they may feel they're in the wrong and they may react, uh, react with that. How you say no, how you raise questions is absolutely the important thing. And the first step for me is if you don't agree and you want to put a boundary in place, it's time to take a big, long step back yeah. and think about how you want to put that boundary in place. When I work with clients, boundaries are one of the first things we work on. And I encourage clients to systematically go through all of the relationships they have in the workplace, the close relationships that they have, that they rely on, that rely on them, and have a different conversation about expectations and boundaries and what works for them, owning what works for them and what doesn't work for them, rather than blaming the system or blaming the other person or making the leader or the person that they are disagreeing with mm. feel like they're being told they're in the wrong. Yeah. And so there's an art to it in answer to your question. There really is. And that's a learnt skill, isn't it? Because yes. I guess when we come to these situations, you are coming from your perspective and feel very passionately about it. Mm -hmm. um, and therefore, you know, you're not putting yourself in that other person's shoes. Mm -hmm. And therefore... You're not actually sitting in there saying, well, what, what's going on for them at the moment? Mm -hmm. What could be going on in their mm -hmm. life? In, in hindsight, I can actually see that that particular person would have been extremely stressed in that point. Mm -hmm. um, and um, and felt know, judged. And felt judged. Absolutely. Yeah. And none of us like to be judged. In no. fact, when people feel judged, if they tend to get defensive or aggressive or they withdraw. Yeah. There's different behaviours, but none of them are good. Even though the intention was never there. Exactly. Let's talk about that because the intention is very rarely there. It's usually to do the right thing by the business, mm -hmm. but people are still human. People still have emotions and people still have different stuff going on, right? I mean, I think it comes back to the very simple thing. And, and this is a tip for anybody out there who's wanting to draw or redraw a boundary is when you do that, 
You've got to be really wise in the way you do it, not to make the other person feel wrong. Now, actually, the truth is that person's responsible for their own reaction of feeling wrong. But if you're the person that's raising the issue, you can actually have the conversation. And this is going to be one of my catch cries as we talk more. You raise it as a shoulder to shoulder issue. Mm. So it's like, you know, I need to have a conversation with you about this because it's not working for me. Um, and it's, you know, I end up feeling quite stressed out. You know, I, you own the feelings. How do we sort that out? How can we do it differently? How can we work together? How can we work together? And it, go, it goes back to this notion of, you know, we may not agree about how to, but can we align about why it's important? And, you know, when you take the time to work your way through your professional and personal relationships and set healthy boundaries stop overextending yourself and saying yes to everything or stop going to no immediately because you're stressed out. Mm. When you go and start to really think about what's in service of the relationship, what's in service of everybody, you know, what's in service of you and the other person and the two of you together, um, it's much, much easier to see a human way to bring the issue to light. The best examples I've got, and I, I'm going to use this example repeatedly, um, so sorry to all the men out there, but there are men in this category too, parents who want to drop their kids off at school or pick them up after school. It's a problem. There's guilt, right? I have to leave the office early or I have to arrive late. There's there. fear. Mm. It's going to affect my career path and how I'm perceived. Guilt I want to be there for my child when the bell goes or I want to make sure that at school on time and if I'm late, I, I feel guilty about that. It's you, the meat in a sandwich, many sandwiches, none of which taste good. So, you know, what do you do about it? Well, the truth is you have to be overt. Um, but also, and this is so important, if you're going to draw a boundary, you have to do it with confidence. You have to say, this boundary is healthy, this boundary is okay and behave accordingly. If you're apologetic about the boundary, is it okay if I get my child? Everybody starts to wonder whether it's okay. Mm. Whereas if you're like, you know what, I'll be in at 9.30, no explanation needed. You get in at 9.30, you do a stellar job all day, the results keep coming. Nobody's necessarily going to ask you what's going on. But if they do, you can say, oh, yeah, you know, I, I stay an extra hour and a half late at night because on Tuesdays and Fridays, I drop my child at school. It's really important to me. This is so interesting. You own it. You do not apologise for it. And you do not expect the other person to have a problem with it. Yeah, I think this is really interesting. And and I think I could certainly relate to those, all of those things. I remember, remember um, working um, sole parent, uh, financial responsibility, working full time, £700 a month for my nurse, nursery fees. I was on a low salary at the time, so, you know, you can understand why people don't work. Anyway, that's another story. But the bottom line was I was feeling guilty for leaving work. I would then be late to pick up my son, who was be crying. All this conflicting stress. Mm -hmm. It was probably one of the most stressful times of my life, looking back. Um, and I'm sure there's so many people that can relate to that. I have, um, <clears throat> I have a similar flavour. I had my kids in the States, and... Um, uh, for a variety of reasons, my team was split across the country. So I had some in the West Coast, some in the middle, some on the East Coast, mm. and two children under the age of two. And um, a husband who was perpetually busy in Pasadena. So it was my job to drive the 45 minutes there and back to relieve the nanny. Um, you know, and I've got some horrendous stories about breast pumping on the 405, which I won't <laughs> be sharing this podcast, but let me tell you, 
Americans have a, have a cigarette lighter attachment for their breast pumps in their bags. I'm like, what is this for? I found out what it was for. God knows how dangerous I was on that freeway that after. Anyway, moving on. Point is, um, there was a point when I was running this project across the coast. So remember, the team's not co-located in the office. And this is in the um, early 2000s. So hybrid working, not an option. COVID, nowhere in sight, thankfully. And um, I was literally running my work day. So I'd start doing calls um, on the way into the office. So I'd get all my meetings done in the car. Um, the, my kickoff meetings for the day. And then I would leave, I needed to leave the office at 3.30 because it's a 45 minute drive. So mm. my nanny could leave her job and go and get her kids from wow. school. So nice knock on effect. And I remember the head of manufacturing had the door, uh, office next to me one day coming in and saying, we, we, we don't feel like we're seeing enough of you in the office. And I said to, and he, and, and I said, okay, well, I've got three questions for you. Number one is, um, you know, is the, is the money we're bringing in enough? Are, we, are you getting the results? Yes. Um, who's missing seeing me in the office? I feel very flattered. Well, we just don't feel like you see you around enough. I said, okay, what do you need me to do differently? And he said, oh, well, you know, maybe you could stay later. And I said, okay, um, in service of what? Boom. No answer, right? And, and, then I, and then I said, the reason I'm doing this is because I have a baton pass with my nanny so I can be in the office at all. And that was the moment when he went, ah, and I said, by the way, my team's actually not in the office anyway. So I spend most of my time in the car on the phone to my team across the time zones. So I may leave the office at three o'clock, 3.30. But realistically, I'm not finishing work till six. Wow. And after I put the kids in bed, I catch up on whatever I haven't got done during the day. And it, I can remember his eyes just opening to the, oh, my God, she's actually juggling this and it's still working. Now, I didn't have any issues telling him that, and I was not going to be changing the way I worked. But I had that little twinge of, oh, mm. am I doing the right thing? Am mm. I good enough? Am I being, who's judging me? I felt it. Am I failing? Am I failing? And then I was like, no. Am I delivering the results? Is my team happy? Am I relieving my nanny on time? Who am I letting down in this situation? Nobody. So let's talk a little bit more about boundary setting and... You know, I'm, I'm sure there'll be lots of people listening that are actually relating to this. And, and how would you advise them to start going about, A, observing whether they're setting healthy boundaries? And if they're not, what should they do about it? The very easy way to tell whether a boundary is healthy or not is to ask yourself where in your life you're feeling stress. Okay, wherever you're feeling stress it's because you're doing something that is uncomfortable. Now, sometimes it's fine. Going to the gym's uncomfortable. You're putting your body under stress, tick, right? It's a choice. However, if you're going to the office and constantly feeling stressed out about time, for example, the question I'd have for you is what is working and what is not working? Once you figure out what's not working, the question is what needs to shift to make it work better? And then it's about how do you do that? What conversations do you need to have to reset that? Nine times out of 10, you can reset that boundary confidently and nobody's going to notice. And I'm going to say the words, a lot of it is in your head. Mm. Again, this is you making choices for yourself. However, in a complex political work environment, e.g. financial services and banking, she said quickly, <laughs> um, where there's, you know, or trading, where there's a, a very big kind of time frame, you know, in at seven when the market's open, leaving when they close, 
quite a masculine competitive environment and I'm using those words generally um, it's much more difficult to stand out and be different to change your work hours to ask for what you want and I will say that if you are finding perpetually that the stress in your life around things that you know where a boundary is not working and the environment you're in offers you no opportunity to change it that you need to find an opportunity or a place that will have you honour that boundary because there's no point in biting and burning yourself all the time to work in an environment that isn't working for you. you know, and we all get to choose that. So if it genuinely isn't working, it can't accommodate your needs as a human, there will be somewhere that can. Amazing. So I think... Um, I think that was a really good good uh, sign off there to, the, to this week's podcast, Karen. And I think again, what one thing, one thing, what one thing, what we're going to ask everybody who's listening today is what one thing are you going to take from today that can help you to step up and move forward to have a better tomorrow? Yeah, absolutely. And the tip for this week would be think about your workplace environment. Find something that is not working for you and decide whether your boundary is in the right place. If it's not in the right place for you, who do you need to talk to about it? Or how do you need to reset that boundary? And how will you do it in a way that moves both of you or you forwards positively? Um, again, you know, nine times out of 10, if a boundary is not working for you and you move it, no one's going to notice. And if they do, that's when you can have the conversation about it. But that's where the unapologetic part of our podcast comes from. Do these things unapologetically. Try them out. You can always go back to the old way of tolerating and burning yourself if you want to. Always a choice. Love it. Great tips there again, Karen. Thanks ever so much for this week. And again, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and click on the follow bell yep. to hear the next one that comes along. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>